Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 110 of the All Dolphins podcast. We actually maybe should even call it episode one because it's got brand new a brand new intro where we're hip now. We're officially <laughs> hip, are we not? I feel like that's a dig at my musical selection. Uh, I know you, you proposed use of other songs and heard them, and I was just like, absolutely not. <laughs> did you veto me behind my back? Is that what happened? Here? I did veto you behind your back. It sounded like you were trying to intro to classical music. It wasn't. It was one of the selections that were sent to me, and I picked out not one but two of them, which I thought were pretty cool. And I, I, to, I told, as I told Mark, I didn't have a production, a production fella uh, I didn't have any issue with any of them. I'm not like picky or difficult or finicky as some people I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. Don't ignore that. Okay. Uh, so episode 110, we're going to continue on, unless we are told otherwise by the by the majority of the viewers, you guys, that you don't like it. We're going to continue with the jersey numbers. Number 10. I have two guys in mind here. <laughs> As Omar's getting a phone call. If it's breaking news, by all means, pick it up. If not, ignore. Um, and Omar, just to show you the kind of guy I am, you can pick which one of the two. I would go with number 10, obviously ignoring the fact that I don't. we don't do current players because Tyreek's the best number 10 the Dolphins have had, and it's not close. But it's either Chad Pennington or Kenny Stills. As Omar is studying the text that he got. Um, so Omar, your thoughts on, on those two players? Well, actually, I believe you covered both of them. Stills was a revolutionary in his time. If you think about the impact that he had as one of the longest standing kneelers um, to create change and awareness for social justice and to even 
just be cognitive about the political climate that we were in and he was doing it and supporting the cause before it even became cool and did it at risk of it harming his career. And I do think that it had a factor in harming Without his career. question. So um, got to go with that. Even though we, we kind of got off to a rocky relationship, as I do with a number of players, um, it, it, you know, I, I developed – a ton of respect for him in terms of what he stood for that. I think one of the epic stories of my career covering the dolphins will be Jay-Z gate. Brian Flores tried to troll Kenny Stills by playing Jay-Z songs a day after nothing but Jay-Z songs a day after Kenny spoke out against Jay-Z joining a partnership with the NFL um, and then he, 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 you know, so Flores plays Jay-Z, a series, five straight songs of Jay-Z during practice period to troll him. And as a sign of support for Kenny, when we got into the locker room, uh, at the end of practice, the locker room was playing blaring Nas, uh, at the top of the speaker level. Um, Nas is the rival of Jay-Z as just a sign of support and show of support for Kenny. And, you know, he was traded a week later or two weeks later. I don't know. Well, he was thrown in, he was thrown in with the tonsil trade. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, a, a, it was a convenient throw in. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I, I will say this because there, there were some fans who did not appreciate what he did. And I don't care what you think about the dude. There were few people who have come around these parts in the past 20 years who did more work in the community, giving of their time, than Kenny Stills, uh, who was a completely stand-up guy. I mean, hat tip to him, uh, and and a very good deep threat as well. So um, certainly not to diss Chad Pennington, who had one of the best uh, individual single seasons for the Dolphins in twenty in two thousand eight. But I, I'm okay with Kenny Stills. So today is Thursday, October twenty sixth. And the big story, of course, is Tyreek Gate or Hip Gate or whatever you want to call it. Um, Tyreek practiced today, however, on a limited basis, spoke to the media after practice. And I was there, and it was typical Tyreek where he got done, and it wasn't very long, maybe three and a half minutes. And I'm think- thinking to myself, exactly how much of it was trolling, how much of it was legit. Uh, he was asked, what first of all, what happened like yesterday? I was like, well, I just needed some attention. My my mom would my mom wasn't talking to me, so I wanted some attention from her. Yeah, and, and, that could happen. I had to call my mom yesterday. Yeah, sure, sure. That, yeah, that's why, you, that's why you'd miss a practice. And then somebody asked him, like, if he recalled, I think it was something along the lines of if he recalled exactly when he got hurt. And then Tyreek went with like, no, I just wanted to spend time with my kids yesterday. <laughs> and it's like, okay. So Tyreek, and as <laughs> hey, Omar, hold on. don't pretend like he didn't give you a cheetah. Don't get hurt. He did not give me a cheetah. Don't get hurt. He did not give any of us a cheetah. Don't get hurt. He did not say that. He said, he's fine. He's playing Sunday. I think I, I made, I made the joke walking back into the media room after we were done with the locker room saying he could have a cast on his arm and saying, no, no, it's just for decoration. It looks good with the shirt I'm wearing. And I'll be fine. So the fact he was practice is a good sign. 
Tyreek saying I'm fine, I'm playing. I'm not exactly sure knowing Tyreek's track record of what's a better word way of phrasing it, Omar, trolling. Um, Fabricating the truth. Exactly. I'm not exactly sure I would. He is, he is, I mean, cameras were rolling. He said, I'm fine, I'm playing. But again, I, I don't know that that cements it that he's definitely playing, if you catch my drift. As we can look at the injury report for all 32 NFL teams, most NFL teams are probably at at least eight injured players, if not double digit, and it'll probably get worse as the season progresses. This is just the nature of where you're at in the season at halfway point. Uh, a lot of teams need the buy just to get over some of these nagging issues. And this is just a buy. This is just a, a, a byproduct of what this league is. It's a league of attrition, league of survival. And really it comes down to who can endure and survive that 17 week gauntlet, 18 week gauntlet. Now, Tyreek Hill has been relatively a durable player, very compact, very athletic, well-trained. Um, strong. Strong. But he's 29. And as players age, um, not only do their bodies start to wear down, but it takes them longer to heal. Now, I'm not saying that's what's happening to Tyreek, um, but more than likely it's what's happening to Tyreek. And – if he needs a week of rest or he needs Wednesday off to, to get to, 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 to Sunday and play at his level, so be it. And there's no shame in that. And we should all support it and embrace it because I'm, I'm looking forward to Tariq breaking that 2000 yard mark. And if he misses a game, that's not going to happen. And I'm way more comfortable with Tariq sitting out every Wednesday and maybe every Friday, as opposed to having him miss a game. Because I think that getting the all-time receiving record with the Dolphins, um, while this team is having success and on a playoff run, is going to be so significant to the history of what he did and how he changed her trajectory, along with Tua and along with Mike McDaniel, of where this franchise is headed. So... Uh, let's not deny that the hip is something. It, he correct, correct, because be... it's different than if, because I'm with you. I, I would have no issue if every Wednesday they gave him a vet rest day. That would be fine. But this was a hip injury, and yes, it's a hip injury. Teams are required to list the correct injury, and it's not like spending a day with his mom. Um, oh, come on. Let Tyree troll in peace, okay? Let, let's... <laughs> Sorry. Hey, he said, the man said he needed to spend some time with his kids. Yeah, it's not, yeah, because they didn't have a day off on Tuesday. Oops, they did. Sometimes you need two days with your kids. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't judge that. It's man. funny, Tyreek forgot to mention that. See, see if Tyreek really wanted to sell it, he should have said, "No, I, I enjoyed the day with my with my with my family on on Tuesday, but felt I need another one, so I took yesterday off." Uh, <laughs> here's here's the thing, though. The point I'm making is, like I said, short of him having broken bones, I think Tyreek would always say. I'm fine. I'm playing. Having now having said that, so basically him saying it to me, I would take more encouragement from the fact that we saw what he looked like out there today, and he didn't look like somebody who had a like any kind of hip issue of any significance. He was moving around very well. Uh, he did a drill with cones, 
during which he stumbled and had to to uh, what, what cushion the fall with his hand. But he was moving around those cones very well. Tyreek did a drill with cones? They all did. But you know Tyreek never really practices in the early well, and here's, here's another one that was different also. What's Tyreek's MO when the when we come we go out there and the and the players are stretching? He's never there, right? He was stretching. He was there from the start. She the was second, stretching. The second we we walked in, it's like, whoop, there's number 10 back there. Immediately. That, that was different. You mentioned the cone thing. But like I said, my eyeballs told me he did this does not look like a guy with, with any kind of significant hip issue. So who knows? Um Chances are we're going to ask Mike McDaniel tomorrow before practice. My guess is he's going to say, we'll see. Game time decision. And then we'll get the injury report. And my guess is going to be it's going to say probably limited, questionable. And maybe we won't know until Sunday morning. I I think that this is a great time for the Miami Dolphins to sort of dust up, release – highlight some of the other players and playmakers that they have on their roster. I think Tyreek's injury does a couple of things with it from a domino effect. Those Chase Claypool plays that they've been working on, that they've created a package for, you're probably going to have to start to use some of those. River Craycraft's coming back. Uh, I know you're probably struggling to find a roster pot for Jalen Ramsey because that's that's really where the priority is. No, what? What? No, what? That's an easy. That's an easy switch. It's a very easy switch. Give me the roster spot, Calvin Joseph. Sorry, Calvin. All right. Um, okay. So one quarterback in, one quarterback out, and it's a guy who, who with absolutely zero financial ramifications and who plays right now he's been inactive or plays among pretty much only special teams. Okay. Um, okay. So now river Craycraft is getting back in the mix. Obviously he's probably got to work his way back into football shape. So maybe there's a week or two, but let me put a name out there for you. Now, let me put a name out there for let you. Let me now. guess Robbie chosen. How did you know? I am psychic. I am yeah. psychic. Call me the, the amazing card. And, and, and I, I say that Cedric Wilson has been playing much better. Um, looking actually like a decent NFL receiver. Props to him. Let's get him continuously going. Maybe we can get that trade value up. Uh, and I, I think that Cedric Wilson is an interesting piece. But to me, Robbie Chosen is the guy. And I've said this from the very beginning. Um, if you don't have Jalen Waddle and you don't have uh, Tyreek Hill, one or the other, and both are battling injuries, who else stretches the field? Who else keeps your defense vertically challenged? And people will say, oh, Robbie can't do that anymore. And I say, all right, who, who, did, he, who, did, he last, who did he last beat? The guy that most people think is the NFL's top cornerback in Pat Sertain. Of course, this is a part where I might mention at a time when the score was 53 to, to 13, but okay. Was he out there? Okay. With Mike White as quarterback? It sure. happened. Sure. It, no, no, it, it did happen, but I, again, I think game circumstances matter a little bit. Okay. It's, but your overall point is well taken. I'm, I, yeah. I don't mean to poo poo you And, and if this isn't about, oh, he's better than everybody else. This is about what does your offense do? Your offense stretches people vertically. And it stretches people horizontally. And then it leaves that whole middle of the field wide open for Tua to do his thing. Um, if you can't stretch the field vertically, it's going to create some problems for you. Everything is going to contract. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're seeing the Eagles, when they prevented you from stretching the field horizontally, you saw what happened to the running game. I don't think a lot of defenses can replicate that, but we, we shall see. But Chase Claypool, Robbie Chosen. And if you want to throw in there, Cedric Wilson, I think we know who Braxton Berrios is. He's a slot receiver. He's a return specialist. I don't. I don't see him doing more than than what 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 his role is. Uh, but I think Robbie will probably have to be active this week against the Patriots, um, if not a little bit more, just because of the the, the durability issues. And even though Jalen Waddle told <laughs> me it was just back spasms. That's still a little bit concerning, a back injury. So, but here's the thing. If Tyreek does play, Mm -hmm. you would have chosen active anyway just as a precaution in case something – Absolutely. Okay, so then then you're going to have six active wide receivers? And if not, who's the one who sits? Cedric. No offense. Yeah, I I don't see that happening. All right. All right. No, I could be wrong. I I think – Based on the playing time he's getting, based on the comments, even though the Dolphin coaches, t- other than Vic Fangio, tend to be complimentary about everybody. Um, but the fact that dude's playing very well. I mean, he made a very the, – the catch before the end of the first half, it was a good throw by two. It was also a really, really good catch. So uh, you're, it, are you willing to answer this question? Are you willing to change your offense for Cedric Wilson? No, but I, I see I, – I don't think – if they're going to go into the game thinking – we have to have chosen up because we don't think that Hill or Waddle are going to last the whole game. Then to me, you deactivate one of the two who you're more concerned about. And then you, you activate chosen as opposed, as opposed to having six active wide receivers in case. Uh, so I, I, I'm not sure I see that. Um, let me move on real quick. It was actually pretty much nothing but good news in terms of injuries. Cause everybody who was, who missed practice, there were five guys who missed practice on Wednesday they were all back. That includes Robert Jones, who was out because of personal reasons. Raheem Mostert, who had an ankle issue. Alec and Gold, who had a foot injury. But then again, he didn't practice the previous two Wednesdays either and played in the game. Uh, and then Javon Holland practiced, albeit with a red jersey, as he takes another step in the concussion protocol. If he's out there tomorrow again, I think we're looking at the possibility that he could be the one guy with the exception to the rule and be able to come back the week going into the protocol. The one guy who missed practice, as had been indicated to us beforehand by Vic Fangio, was Cam Smith. It's not going to help him get any playing time on defense, who is dealing with a foot injury that he sustained in practice. On Wednesday, saw him in the locker room after practice. There was no boot or anything of the sort. Okay, okay. In the case, but maybe it's not not serious. Um. And you can get all of that news at alldolphins.com where we're going to keep you updated on the latest with your favorite South Florida NFL team. But Javon Holland is is very interesting from this standpoint. Right now, he's the team's leading tackler. By one tackle, David Long. Boy, he's coming on strong. Mm -hmm. Playing some good ball. He's coming on strong, playing some good good ball. Maybe he's earning Vic Fangio's trust a little bit more. but Javon Holland is is this defense is built around Javon Holland. At least that's what I'm told. And I don't know if you're going to have to alter or change how you play if Brandon Jones is in there or Nick Needham is in there or Elijah Campbell is in there 
So I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens if Javon Holland is not cleared to play. Now, the one thing I will say about Mike McDaniel is that he errs on the side of caution when it comes to all injuries. Am I lying? Am I telling a lie to the people? No, and as well he should. Yeah. So I personally feel like if a defender who actually hits people and has on occasion used his head to hit people has suffered from a concussion, and even though he's cleared to play on Sunday, I think that this might be an opportunity where you say, you know what, I know you got cleared, but we're going to give you an extra week to get you to, to make sure that you're right, because the last thing we can afford to do is suffer a setback. Now, we saw that with Xavier Howard in the growing injury last week. Xavier said, I'm playing. Mike McDaniel said, no, you're not. Um, I'm, I'm the boss, and you are not, you're going to sit, and you're going to like it. Yeah. And so this might be a situation where even if he does clear the concussion protocol, we might act. Do you want to be the Miami Dolphins, the first team, to play a guy coming back from a concussion the week after he suffers a concussion? Do you want to be that team? No, this season, and especially after what happened last year uh, with Tua when he may or may not have sustained a concussion against Buffalo and then came back four, four nights later. No, correct. And, yeah, so I, I would think absolutely it would be way, way on the south side of 50-50 that Holland will play. And, by the way, Vic Fangio mentioned today that they may look at different things at safety opposite Deshaun Elliott, but Brandon Jones will be the one who's going to start. He did okay. say. So he's going to use different safeties in different packages. He said he might. He said he might. The only thing that, that that's that's known for sure is that Brandon Jones is going to get the first dips. And what did our good old buddy Vic say about Jalen Ramsey and his return? Oh, he didn't. He said, well, we'll, we'll see. Uh, and you know, you know, you know, Vic's not shy about, you know, about saying things. Uh, no, and Vic's the one who volunteered that that Cam Smith could because basically, the entire his media session was going to go by without a single solitary Cam Smith question because I I was over it. I wasn't going to ask. And then our good friend David like can't let the you, did you did, you didn't think the uh, the interview session was going to come and go without a Cam Smith question, right? And then Vic said something I don't recall, and that's when he he mentioned that. Again, that's the old, you know, uh, getting better, getting more reps, and now he's got to got to deal with this foot injury, and, and he wasn't going to be out of practice, and it, it occurred during practice on Wednesday. So, uh, and he did touch on Channing Tindall as well. I wrote about this on AllDolphins.com about why. There you go, yeah, free uh, about why he's not getting any playing time and. If you look at it like this, the Dolphins' top pick from each of the last two drafts, they're, they're, they're not getting bupkis out of them. Hopefully they pan out down the road but right now, but it's not preventing them from having a good season. I, um, I will say this. Young draft. players get good on special teams, and, and if Cam Smith doesn't play this week because of the foot injury, I think they're going to miss a very important special teams contributor. And I know Nick Needham could probably go in there and fill in and, and help out in that role, but – Camp Smith was becoming a pretty good special teams guy. Um, I wouldn't say call him Walt Aikens ish, but he was he was he was pretty reliable. He was he was he was becoming one of my favorite guys to watch on special teams. Okay. 
I guess. <laughs> what? What is no, that? No, 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 I, no, what I was going to say, what I'm going to confess, and it's not because I don't watch special teams. I do watch every single solitary play. I haven't noticed him. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so he's he's doing a good job as a gunner. He's he's actually he's he's very good. He might soon require two because he's 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 pretty effective at, at getting off his blocker and getting downfield and and preventing putts. So okay, well, I mean they they are they're obviously doing something well on punt coverage because I think they're either seventh or eleventh in punt return average allowed. They're third. Let's not crown them this week, considering we know how Bill Belichick rolls. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. No, correct. And they're 31st in kickoff return average allowed, but that's skewed by a touchdown they gave up against Denver mm-hmm. late in that game of that ridiculous 70 to 20 game. So um, so today was coordinator day as well. Uh, Vic Fangio addressed Emmanuel Ogba and his lack of playing time. Basically said it came down to Trevor's doing a good job. Phillips doing a good job. Van Ginkle's playing a lot outside, and it's tough to get four guys reps. And guess who's the fourth guy in that in that rotation? No. Just trade and him already. I'm sorry? I said just trade him already. But he's not tradable. I, somebody needs a defensive end if you pay half the salary. Half the remaining salary. He's probably owed $7 million the rest of the way by the trade deadline. You agree it's to pay half. 17th of $15 million. Uh, What'd you say? It's a little less than half of fifteen million. So let's say it's it's seven million. So you so you'd be willing to eat three and a half? Just to, absolutely, absolutely. Get it off my books. Certainly, certainly. Yes. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. And then, by the way, before any 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 anybody gets any ideas of what the return could be with Emil Agbo, who had nine sacks back to back years, it would be like Agba and a seven for a six. It would be, it would be like the Chase Claypool deal where, you know, Hey, a swap of late round picks yeah. in 2025, if not 26. Correct. I, I, I you know, I, I have a little bit of a sentimental thing with Agba in terms of, I feel sorry for him just because of, the scheme changed and he doesn't necessarily fit this scheme and, you know, and, and they don't trust him to be a down linebacker. And, you know, he hasn't, he's played well at times. He had a game where he had an interception and he had, had a sack. I hate to see a guy, especially when they're making that much money. And Ogba is the highest paid player in terms of paychecks this year. In terms of salary. Yeah. In terms of salary. Well, I only talk paychecks. I don't talk fake money. I'm talking about what's going to be in your paycheck, what, what they're going to put in your hand. Um, well, I mean, but you're not counting signing bonus, which is also. No, no, no. I, I, do count, I do count signing bonus. But when you add it all together, Ogba's still the highest. I'm still, the, still, yes, he beats Ramsey. Sure I know he has got the highest salary. I didn't know about in terms he beats, of. He beats Ramsey in terms of, of pay. In terms of pay being distributed this year, he he's still he beats Ramsey. Yes. Okay. Well, you're 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 the alldolphins.com salary cap guru. So. I'll oh yeah, I, I, I trust me. I, I obsess about salary caps. Okay. And, and salary numbers. 
um, and base salaries. I hate when a guy, everybody just looks at him as a dollar sign and then the team can't find a role for him and then he's just sitting on the bench and he's not contributing. Abba's still a good player. Abba can still contribute. In this scheme, probably not. Correct, in the right scheme. And in the right scheme. Now, is there any other team out there in the NFL that has lost a 4-3 defensive end or a 3-4 defensive end that plays a traditional 3-4? Yes. I'm listening. This one, here's the thing. There are a lot of rumblings about the Minnesota Vikings possibly being interested in trading Danielle Hunter. And the Vikings de- – hold on before you go. Mm, the Vikings defensive coordinator is who? Hold on. Uh, Brian Flores. Who – was the court the architect of the defense who really made Agba's career take off after he came over from mm-hmm. the Chiefs after starting his career with Cleveland? It was Brian Flores. So is it if we're looking if if anything happens with Agba and I personally don't think it will to me if anything does happen with Agba, it certainly would make sense that it would come from Minnesota trading Hunter to get his big contract its salary headaches with him. And then to bring in Agba. Do you really think Brian Flores is about to do business with Miami Dolphins? Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, but it might not be him. You it think, you think him. Brian Flores is gonna help? He'll wait for Agba next year. <laughs> but it wouldn't be him. Maybe he tells the GM, and and I don't know the relationship that Chris Greer yeah, has. They're in cap hell as well, so taking Agba's salary will probably cr- present some challenges. They're they're. Them and Tennessee. But that's why they, Omar. But that's why they would trade Daniel Hunter, yeah, and to, to relieve some of the caps issues they have, and then they find a replacement who's had a lot of success under Flores with Agba. Who's okay. Kept- yeah. All right. Uh, if you're still trying to win, um, I, I, and I think They're three and four in, in a crappy conference. That's got how many good teams? I don't know if I can name a good team in that conference. Well, Washington, Dallas, San Francisco, NFC no, South. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was, talking, I was thinking their division, but no. Um, well, Detroit's going to win their division, but they're, they're not uncatchable. Yeah, um, NFC South's the hot mess. NFC, NFC West, other than San Francisco, has who? Seattle's solid, but not great. So I think Minnesota, even though they're three and four and they started their season like crap, they can certainly can make a run at a wild card berth. So it, it'll be interesting. It, it helps that they beat the 49ers. I'm sure that's a a, a shot of uh liquid courage, not liquid, but uh, uh artificial courage um in, in terms of how you play the rest of the season. But yeah, I I maybe if they moved it Hunter. Maybe they give the Miami Dolphins a call and say, "Hey, we'll we'll swap some second round, seventh round picks for you, for uh, Emmanuel Agba, and, and they can patch their defense." I, I I could definitely see that happening. I, I or or maybe my question is, can the Dolphins find something that can help them? And right now, you know, I'm a little uncomfortable about the Lester Cotton, Robert Jones, leading Eichenberg position battle for left guard. Just listening to Mike McDaniel yesterday, he was talking basically about Isaiah Wynn not really being guaranteed to come back this season because of a quadriceps injury. Uh, we all know age players take a little bit longer to, to to recover, and it sounds like it might be a tear instead of a strain. And if it is a tear, donezo. Um, so right now we're going to have an opportunity to see 
Lester Cotton, I think it gets the first crack. Robert Jones, who started nine games last season. And then Lee Eikenberg, who's been relatively a three-year starter in his career with the Miami Dolphins. Problem is, he's not really been good at any of the three positions. So who survives that competition? And potentially, will they be, have to be able to hold it down for half of the season? Now, also keep in mind that Teron Armstead is coming back in a week, if not two. Let's hope it's a week. I should mention we put eyeballs on him as well today. He was like in the, in the periphery watching practice. Um, I'm no medical expert where I could just tell you. I mean, he certainly looked looked fine. I mean, but he wasn't like running or jogging or doing anything. He was just standing around, but uh, he was out there. So mm-hmm. he's eligible to come back next week um, because this, on this Sunday is game four that he's missing. So. Let, I, let I'm of the opinion, I think, ultimately, based on what I've seen, I did like Lester Cotton a lot in training camp for a large part, and then the play kind of dipped a little bit, and last Sunday obviously wasn't good. Sure, he came in you know, after the game started. It's not the most ideal situation, but he needs to pick up his game, or we could see Robert Jones in the lineup sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Let me propose this to you. Before I was so you're, propo- you're proposing to me? Let's, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said before I was so rudely interrupted. Oh, again. Sorry. Um, sorry. When Teron Armstead comes back, do you think the possibility of Kendall Lamb moving inside to left guard could happen? It is a position that he has not played. Correct. A position that he would have to learn. And, but... Considering he's played so well at left tackle, might it be an ideal option just to slide him over one spot? Based on what I saw from Robert Jones last year, I think if the Lester Cotton experiment does not work, Robert Jones needs to get to get to get a crack at it before Kendall Lamb becomes an option once Armstead. Because again, you're doing you're doing a, a position projection here. Because as you mentioned, he hasn't played guard; he's been okay. a tackle, and he's a, he's been a very very good backup tackle for the Dolphins. And you still need a swing tackle. Correct. Now you, you, may I propose to you another proposal? Um, Lyle Collins is still out there, free agent. Not not necessarily a guy you don't know what shape he's in, what kind of physical nature his knee is. Um, probably not in football shape right now. I think he's trying to have some workouts for teams, but you could potentially add him to the team, give him a test out at guard, if not into that swing man role. I'm with Kendall Lamb. I know he has not played the position before, but I'm sorry. I can't ignore what I've seen at, at tackle. And I would like to reward a guy who has given his all to helping stabilize this team. Because right now we could talk about issues on the Miami Dolphins. Would left tackle position be in the top 10 of issues? Not at all. So why shouldn't we try? Why shouldn't we experiment? Why shouldn't we kick the tires when Teron Armstead does come back and say, hey, we've got an open roster spot. 
let's see. Like, we act like Isaiah Wynn didn't make the transition. We act like Jermon Bushrod didn't make the transition. Um, hell, Liam Eikenberg made the transition from tackle to guard. Yeah, but how many of those guys had prior experience at those spots? I know Isaiah Wynn played some guard last year for the Patriots, so that's, it wasn't like a position that was foreign to him. That's I true, and he played recall. in college. Sorry? And he played in college at Georgia. I think he, he played both at, college, at Georgia. Um, I don't remember if Bushrod ever played any guard with the Saints before he came over. No, guard. He was the first-time guard. He was here. here. Here's my thing with Lyle Collins, though. A guy with that those his credentials, what's it been now? Month, month and a half? Maybe two. Yeah, no, month and a half. Month and a half. I month don't think I've really heard of that many workouts for him. Maybe, maybe the Jets hey, and the Giants at one point. He could be cherry picking. He has a right to be cherry picking. Yeah. Don't you think that the there would be more interest, more buzz about teams being after him? There, there's gotta be something there. Uh, he's had upset some injury issues the last couple of years, and do the Dolphins really want to go the route of another? I don't want to say injury prone, but then another high end offensive lineman with injury. I'm talking minimum salary right now. Minimum, minimum, I'm talking minimum salary for a playoff ride. And then that becomes a question: Is that what he, would Collins settle for that, or is he looking for more? I don't care. No. Okay. Well, no, I. I I'm not opposed to the idea, but again, here, here's the thing too: is if you go big, big name fishing for offensive linemen, which sounds great. I go back to last year when the Dolphins signed Eric Fisher, and obviously there was some bad luck involved because he got hurt in practice. But yeah, how'd that work out? Um, it's an option out there that maybe needs to be considered at some point. To me, I would still say, let's see how the Lester Cotton experiment works out. Give Robert Jones a shot. Maybe at some point you consider moving Kendall Lamb if those two things fail. And then, again, just, there's nothing preventing you from signing a, a veteran offensive lineman at any point. And hey. but for those who are suggesting, like, go get a good offensive lineman in a trade, again, good luck finding a team willing to, to, to trade a good offensive lineman. Hey, we can always ride the Eichenberg Express at left guard. There you go. It's another – it's 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 an option on the table. It's not off the table. Absolutely, and if you because if you remember again, when, at the time he got hurt last year, what were the Dolphin coaches all saying? He's been he was playing his best ball of the season when he got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Understanding the Dolphin coaches tend to be very complimentary. Of yeah, yeah, he was playing his best ball of the season. So uh, hopefully he uh, listen. Um, every. T- I don't think he's played poorly the last two games. Um, and he went up against some monsters with the Eagles. And he was not a turnstile. He was not in the quarterback's face all game. So props to him. Hopefully he can t- continue to progress. And hopefully this is the week that we get Connor Williams back. And maybe that opens the door for Liam Meikenberg to get in there at, as that left guard. So um, we shall see. Ha- Xavier Howard. Connor Williams both practiced two straight days. Limited, those- limited, however. They're 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 both limited. Uh okay. in fact, uh yeah, the the dolphin. I apologize for staring at my phone here. I have my glasses on. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten players limited 
in practice, Craycraft, Hill, Holland, Howard, Ingold, Kohu, Mostert, Needham, Ramsey, Waddle, Williams. Uh, Smith is a DNP, and David Long was the only one who was full. I don't even know why he's still on the on the injury report. To be honest, well, he's got a, he's got a knee injury. And then the Patriots look like they're doing well physically because they're only two guys who didn't practice on Thursday were Calvin Anderson, who's a backup offensive tackle, who's not playing unless there's an injury, and then Ty Montgomery, who's a backup running back, who who was, didn't practice Thursday because of personal reason. Everybody else they had on their list also was were limited. Um, so who knows? You know, they, they look like they might be. If you remember, the Dolphins played him in week two. They were missing both of their offensive tackles, which yeah. paved the way for a big game for Bradley Chubb, if you remember that night. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's heating up? And I'm sure Vic Fangio had nice things to say about him. Funny you should mention that because I'm about to write uh, Bradley Chubb's story on alldolphins.com, which it's not there now, but on alldolphins.com for free. And I asked him about his, his, my perception was that he was coming on. And Fangio basically kind of said, no, he's been playing well all year. You can't just focus on the on the sack numbers. And the sack numbers and the tackle numbers have been really good the last couple of games, more so than they've been for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the Dolphins have a chance to be at full strength, especially if Tyreek plays and Connor Williams and Xavier Howard gets cleared. Not full strength because you still don't have Teron Armstead. But do you worry at all about this matchup with the Patriots? Um, you know, the, 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 the reflex used to be always, you know, never count out a Belichick team, but that's kind of faded a little bit. And I know they played a really good game against Buffalo last week and it wasn't just a comeback at the end. If you watch that game, they kind of dominated most of the game. They just can't match the Dolphins firepower. And I think ultimately this is a case as always in, in a matchup like this, the Dolphins' margin for error is much greater than the, than the Patriots. I mean, the point spread's 12. So, obviously, the odds makers don't think it's a close game at all. Um, Dolphins did beat them by only seven in week two when the Patriots were missing their two starting tackles, but they also had Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon on defense, who probably are the two best defensive players along with Kyle Duggar. So... I, I, no, I'm not terribly worried about the matchup. I think it's a Dolphin. It's a game the Dolphins should win fairly comfortably. Mm-hmm. You? Um, I never sleep on a Bill Belichick coach team until they start to actually play poorly. And I, I think this team, you take them lightly, they can get you. You know you're going to take an L on special teams. Uh, just prepare for it. And – I think if you're not able to sustain a rushing attack, which, you know, I, I would like to see a resurgent rushing performance. I know Jeff Wilson didn't get involved much, but I'd like to see him get a little bit more involved. But if you should be able to sustain a rushing attack and be successful with it, I think you'll you'll have success against this Patriots team. Um, always, I think you have more on, on the line of scrimmage than they do on both sides of the ball. And hopefully your defensive line can get pressure on Mac Jones. And based on how they performed against the Eagles, um, I'm encouraged and I'd like to see them continue to take that step forward and become the defense that this legend Vic Fangio is supposed to be coaching. So 
hopefully that they continue to take those steps forward. No, and but I will tell you, as I mentioned, I, I think the matchup of the Dolphin defense, especially up front against the New England offensive line, it's going to be a lot different than week two because one of the things that New England did is the right tackles position has been a nightmare the whole year. They finally decided, oh, how about we move our guard, Michael Onenwu, to right tackle? And they did that, and he's playing really, really well at that spot. David Andrews is a very good center. Trent Brown, I know you're a big fan of his game. When he decides he wants to play, he's a really good left tackle. Um, so I think that could be interesting. You, I'll tell you one matchup that really, really intrigues me, and that's Tyreek Hill against J.C. Jackson, who is back with the Patriots after the Chargers basically like get away. I mean, traded him. You want to talk about a trade for nothing? I mean, ate a lot of his salary also. I mean, they signed him as a free agent last year. Disaster from A to Z. Did they eat some salary? Oh, they ate a ton of salary. Um, and celery too, salary and celery. Uh, but if you remember week one at SoFi Stadium, I mean, JC Jackson was like front and center in that game and usually not in a good way. I mean, Tyree Kill completely toasted him on a on a on a go route on the t- long touchdown pass. He he committed that DPI at the end of the first half to give the Dolphins a freebie three points. He did have the pick in the end zone and then decides to take it out. And then Dolphins got him at the four yard line, forced a punt. And then immediately scored right after. Um, and but the word is I'm hearing is that JC Jackson in the, the Chargers scheme was somewhere between brutal and horrible. And supposedly now he's back to being the old JC Jackson playing great in New England scheme. Supposedly so yeah, very scheme specific. Yeah, that's and supposedly his metrics and his game since sorry. I said that's why you gotta be careful when you pay the money. Correct. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. But supposedly he's back to being JC Jackson. So that could, doesn't match up. That intrigues me, obviously, if Tyree plays. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got plenty more coming this week. Uh, today is Thursday. So we got Friday where we'll get the injury report on Saturday. We'll have our live chat. We haven't figured out the time yet. We're still negotiable. I got a, a play date. So I got to figure out how we can do this and run my, my daughter's play date. By negotiable, uh, it's like when Omar tells me he's going to do it. <laughs> and, my family, and, you got a play date. My family is is in Orlando this weekend for Halloween Horror Nights. You didn't go. That that just sounds like a horrible experience. Halloween Horror Night on Halloween weekend, like I, no, no, no. Like, I, I told my crowd after crowd like, after crowd. I no, there was a lot of cry. I, I told my daughter, it's like you guys have fun, and then I'd like to, I love to be with you guys. But even if it wasn't a football weekend. Not, not necessarily my cup of tea anyway. Okay. Well, well, I, I hope you got some big plans for your bye week because, you know. Oh, but we do. Oh, 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 it's like that. Okay. Little, little family, little family trip on bye weekend. Oh, okay. Look at you doing yeah. it big. How about that? All right. All right, everybody. We do have good news for you. There we go. Go ahead, Omar. We, 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 we are, we are getting contracts to sign to be part of an audio team, but the podcast is back up and running on audio platforms. It's not on every audio platform. Apple is probably going to be the last. They got to be bullied into the situation because, you know, they're, they're the big dog, so they, they move at their own pace. But we're on Spotify. We're on Amazon. I think we're on Google Play. So anywhere that you have the audio podcast or or download, we, we beg you, Beg you, beg you, beg you, beg you. Please subscribe because we lost all of our subscribers 
dealing with our old record label. Um, we forced our way out of that contract, but they got to keep all our subscribers. Um, we beg you to please, even if you watch it on YouTube, please subscribe to one of the audio pod podcast platforms. Um, it, this is a new space for us. We're going to, we're, we're really working on doing big things and we need your subscribing. It's all dolphins. Now all dolphins on YouTube, all dolphins on the, on the podcast platforms. So anywhere that you would usually get this podcast, just go in, put in, in the search function, all dolphins, and you should be able to find us and see our wonderful faces there. But on that note, we're out. Visit alldolphins.com for the latest news, analysis, and columns, and it's all free. You can find Omar Kelly and Alan Pupard on the All Dolphins podcast discussing South Florida's NFL team on YouTube and anywhere you find your audio podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share so you stay in the know. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.